0: Hello and welcome to another daily episode of Zero Ducks Given and I think, I mean this podcast has been going far too long already, but I think this might be the bleakest day yet because I'm currently sat with a lovely view of the old Trafford cricket ground and I would have been right behind the bowler's arm if there was any cricket taking place. I'm in the commentary box that Daniel Norcross has been occupying with
1: SEN, test cricket with Macca's celebrating 30 years of coffee fit for an aussie (laughs) so there you go Norcross is here by the way
0: um so i'm sat in what would have been his commentary box today staring at the wettest bleakest old trafford grounds i've ever seen now daniel i need to give you from a fan's perspective okay so eight of us are meant to come up today dressed as bowling pins because obviously and Last night, we had a chat in the WhatsApp group, and seven out of eight decided to stay in London. For real? Yep. And get drunk instead. And I decided, I thought, no, imagine if England win the test, and we had a ticket, and we weren't there. So I got the three-hour train up by myself this morning. I played football manager the whole way, so it wasn't a complete waste of the day. And I came here. And there was rumours of play starting at one. My train arrived at 12.59 to Manchester Piccadilly. And it immediately started it hosing it down. Luckily, I know a couple of mates here, so I'm going to get drunk with them instead. But that is from a fan perspective. That is how sadly, how bleakly, one of the greatest Ashes series potentially has ended. Uh, Daniel Norcross, you've been around for about 200 years. Is this the saddest end to an Ashes series ever?
1: Yeah, absolutely no doubt about it. I mean, I... What are the various stages of grief? Denial I was in for quite a while and now I'm just in the Nile. It's what it feels like. It's just completely saturated, <laughs> horrible. The only thing missing is like crocodiles and pharaohs it's 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 horrible, it's miserable, it's really sad, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> Well, what's sad about it is I, I obviously I want to beat the Aussies uh, I mean and it won't be me doing it incidentally it'll be 11 people that I have nothing in connection with at all except a passport um uh, I some of those But really but genuinely really It was the spectacle of the Oval that I wanted rather than the result. I could have handled it perfectly fine. The disappointment of losing the Ashes 3-2 in a decider would be as nothing compared with the disappointment of not getting the spectacle because cricket struggles so much for airtime in this country. We are completely bombarded by football. And when you get this chance to put it in the shop window, everybody's like, we've been sent the digital figures for the BBC test match Special." And they were getting five times as many listeners to this than to any other program on digital you know bbc breakfast and eastenders the, the country's captivated by it and now you know what all those new fans would be going what for real they're just like what if it rains and then they're just like call it a draw are you out of your mind so it just makes the whole thing feel thoroughly dejecting Uh, But what it does do, though, I'm very pleased to say, is that it reduces the number of times I have to do ridiculous crosses to various radio stations because no one can be bothered with the ashes anymore. So I get a bit more time off for good behaviour. There is that. And frankly, the whole spectacle would have been over in nine days anyway. We're just getting it done with quicker, aren't we? We're We're just finishing summer earlier by nine days, really. But we'll go to the Oval. And I'll tell you something that slightly warmed the cockles of my frigid heart today. And it was uh, speaking to Louis Cameron, who we call the oracle here, is a former fast bowler for uh, Victoria. Lovely man, charming, highly intelligent, not really like an Aussie at all, really. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I asked him, I said, well, what will the team feel like? You know, they're 2-1 up. They've now retained the Ashes. Is that it? Is that job done? Do they, are they satisfied with that? And he said, no. Last time, it still sticks in their craw that they went and parted a little bit too hard perhaps at the end of the Old Trafford Test when they won in 2019 and then lost the Oval Test, so it was two all. They came here, the mission was to win in England for the first time in 22 years. So, and let's face it, sport is not about winning. Sport is about making your opponents thoroughly cheesed off. You don't care about that. Winning is trite and pointless. Who gives a damn about a trophy, Fuck fuck's sake? What you want <laughs> is you want your opponents keening and wailing and rending their garments and tr- sad and going, why we failed again? You want their disappointment more than you want your pleasure. So we still have one last chance to stick it to the Aussies, to kick them in the metaphorical groin and force them to leave England having been 2-0 up and then losing a match, getting unbelievably lucky in their second game while being thoroughly outplayed and then losing again so when they get in their first-class seats, no amount of complimentary champagne or steak or you know, back rubs or, uh, I don't know, what else do you get in first class? I've never been on Uh, (laughs) uh, Cologne, cologne. do you hear that? Um, (laughs) No amount of that will soothe their troubled hearts and they will be left thinking what might have been because you know, this is almost certainly the last time that Steve Smith and David Warner are going to play in England and wouldn't it be great if they both went through their entire careers never having won a series in England? you raise a lot of points as you always do.
0: I have to now remember what you've been talking about for the last five minutes and digest them. But, uh... (laughs) but look, what I love at the moment now, the uh, narrative has changed from the English media to we've gone from winning the moral ashes which we which we won at lords we won the moral ashes at lords that's safe that's in the trophy cabinet we're now winning the hypothetical ashes because no matter what happens now the consensus is this if by some miracle by the way it's not happening but if they got out there and somehow played today and england won then you know obviously would win three to the oval but now the consensus is If England had won here, there's absolutely no chance in hell England weren't
1: winning at the Oval. So we've already decided... England are the winners of the Hypothetical Ashes. This rain has come to save England, because they have now won the Hypothetical Ashes. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the positive spin, kids. Like beacons from Land's End to John and Groats. Um, Sell your firstborn and go on a gigantic holiday, because it's happened, kids. England have won the Hypothetical
0: Ashes. We've never done the double, we've never done the the moral or hypothetical in one summer, so it's a successful summer from here on out. Now, over my right hand shoulder is the legend, Mr Andrew Sampson. who told us that no ground has lost more days of cricket than Old Trafford, is that correct?
1: In In Ash's test, yeah, 14. This is the 14th, assuming that it's washed out. In Ash's test, including two test matches that were completely washed out. Um, themselves, eighteen, ninety, and ninety thirty-eight, and Sydney's second on that list with eleven. But you, what, you, what you actually want to do is win the, the triple ashes, the hypothetical, the moral, and the actual ones as well. That's, <laughs> no,
0: that's, no, actually, no, that's actually <laughs>
1: impossible because you can't win the moral and the actual. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the problem with. It. I mean, if you could crack that, yeah. then you truly. That, maybe that's what Basball's got to do next. <laughs> if they can crack the code for winning the moral hypothetical and actual, wow, that's and a that's, task. That's, <laughs> that's exactly it. Well, we discussed in
0: yesterday's mini-podcast that there was uproar about the fact that there's no Ashes tests north of Nottingham in 2027. And the stat we've just been handed there by Andrew Sampson confirms the fact that what we said yesterday, there should be no tests held north of the M25 because clearly they can't be trusted. Manchester, you have cost England the Ashes. Now, Daniel has a rather rogue opinion on this all. You wanted us to reoccupy France, Daniel.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you see, I mean, I know everything's about newness and trying out new stuff and what have you, but I say, what's wrong with Gascony? Uh, what we, Henry V... He had, the, he had the right idea, basically <laughs> like think of the terroir of France think of the think of the teas, think of the lunches, think of all the great things that would go with it, but most importantly think of the weather. We could just reoccupy south central France and maybe all the way down into the Languedoc. I quite like it there I'm not so fussed with uh, nice it's well, nice isn't it but well, it's, it's not ideal uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's all right. I'm thinking sort of Bordeaux, uh, maybe Narbonne, Pépignon, uh, Toulouse, uh, just places where you can guarantee the weather and you can guarantee the food, uh, and it's basically British anyway. Really, let's be honest. It always I be mean, William the Conqueror. So there's the clues in the name, is it Guillaume Guillaume le Conqueror. Uh, so it's ours really. All we've got to do is. Probably buy some of it back. I don't think we can invade it very easily. But if we just made a cheeky little offer, a couple of billion, the ECB could take it out of the ICC's coffers from the next round of, you know, World Cup stuff, because we're going to get about 9% of that, aren't we? And they're, they're getting absolute billions. So just build some lovely grounds in France and play two test matches at the Oval and three in France. Uh, and <laughs> they, they would be absolutely fine. Jeremy's would got to visit. In- like to play in a place called Toulouse.
0: <laughs> yeah good point well made uh, whilst that was happening i was uh, accosted and hugged by the wonderful adam collins from the wonderful final word podcast i'm glad he's here actually because i've got a couple of things i need to talk to him about the main one being the fact that he has stolen the star of our podcast Stephen finn for his event on wednesday night you bastard adam still a few tickets on sale final <laughs> word live with steve finn At the Phoenix in Soho, I think it starts at half seven. If you become one of our patrons, half price as well. My solution to the problem, my solution to the problem has always been uh, there was a politician in Australia called Dennis Jensen, an absolute fucking lunatic, who said the way to mitigate climate change was a shade cloth in space to block out the sun or some shit like that. I think drones held up around grounds and you take the drones from place to place with a massive fucking sheet held up by the drones. Yeah, sure, draining from up the top might be a bit problematic, but there's there's something to work on from there. I, I think there's something there. Do you know what's perfect? I said I needed to talk to him about a couple of things, and the second thing was going to be plugging his night, but he did that straight away anyway, so <laughs> so I'm done with you, Adam Collins. Uh, right, well, that is uh, the saddest end to an Ashes Daily ever. It's, it's still chucking it down at Old Trafford. I'm going to the pub. Um, Daniel, you, you look like you've got something you want to get off your chest.
1: Well, where the fuck is Stephen Finn again? I mean, is he is he just prepping for this final word night? He certainly doesn't prep when he comes on zero ducks, does he? He just like sits there all maudlin and depressing, Oh my knee hurts, oh oh get off Elizabeth. Oh, where's Ethel? Oh, she's a cat, by the way. Uh, it's just It's all that kind of shit. And uh, we're just left working our fingers to the bone, aren't we? I mean, right now, he's probably getting a a wonderful massage at Hove in beautiful sunny conditions. Who was it told us? Simon Mab, the BBC, said that he'd had to to go inside because he was too hot. He's in (laughs) in
0: southwest London.
1: There's that. And the last thing I think is, uh, uh, the last thing to suggest is, I suppose, if we can't play in Toulouse, we could play in To Win, which is... um, A small town in the northwest of Wales but I can't think of anything worse than that I mean I think that might be even wetter than Manchester It should really be renamed to draw if you uh... actually maybe we should rename Manchester to draw there's a thought fuck it let's drive home and that is the
0: same Daniel Norcross that sent a whatsapp to our whatsapp group at 2 a.m saying, fuck you all, I've just earned you another tenner with today's podcast. And on that note, goodbye.
1: (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network.